0: So I want to go to my guys, Gino and T- uh, Terrence. When we talk about, let's just stick to Chicago, right? I won't even go outside of Cook County. I just want to talk about Chicago. You guys are around these guys all the time, from the time they come on the scene. How do they view the Illinois basketball program? The University of Illinois? Yeah.
1: Whew. <laughs> you know, it, it all depends, because... And, you know, Steve knows best, you know, we all know about the Jimmy Collins situation and that's, you know, that's, that's going to be,
0: still something.
1: you know, that's still going to be there. That's yeah. never going anywhere. So, I mean, the things are so different now, man. So you never know who's leading the charge with these kids. Like BC was saying, you know, these parents, you know, being at these high school games, man, some of these parents, you know, they're, I, I don't want to really want to say they're they're living through their kids, but it's 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 crazy, man. Like I remember when we were playing and you know, I played with Twan, you know, first round pick, Donovan McNabb, first round NFL draft pick. And these, you know, our parents, they came to the game and they were parents. They came there to enjoy the game. They weren't screaming and yelling, worried about who was getting the touches, who was getting the time, who was scoring the ball. They were there. Because it was a team thing. now these kids, you know, social media is taking over the world. So they're so into – because me and Terrence talk about this one thing all the time. We see these kids. First thing I do, I go to their Instagram pages. They got 20,000 followers. They got 20,000, 30,000 likes on a video. Then when we get to the game, these guys not even playing. They're not even in the rotation. And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they're so consumed with that that, you know, they don't even, they don't know the fundamentals of the game. And I know this is getting off a subject about what they think about Illinois personally, but, you know, this plays into that. And then, you know, a lot of these kids, they go play these AAU tournaments. Back when we were hooping, if you didn't win, you didn't play anymore. These kids, Mm -hmm. they go to AAU tournaments, they lose five, six games in a row, and then they got a seventh game to play. So Mm -hmm. I think all of that plays into the factor now, when we think about what kids think about the University of Illinois basketball as a whole, I don't even think Illinois is on the radar. But you think now that you got guys like Io and you had the whole Io and Taylor situation, which we were on the front lines of that, and you know we found out some back information. You know there was you know some discrepancies in playing time and a back to AAU. This all stemmed from AAU. And who was getting the looks at AAU? Who was the coach at AAU? And, you know, we don't really have to revisit that story. But, you know, these kids, they meet up during the summers. They play together in the summer. And, you know, they all think, you know, kids from here want to, basically they want to get away from Illinois. So that's the main reason why I don't think University of Illinois. And, I mean, like Steve said, lately they have been back on the map. I think IO coming there, you know, showing and proving and possibly playing a first-round draft pick this year, I think that's going to shed some light on them going forward. But I still think, overall, Illinois is on the back burner for these, these top recruits coming out of the city.
2: I've always said the one reason why Illinois is not on nobody's radar, they don't send nobody to the league. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. They don't send nobody to the league. You know, if you, if you got a reputation of, you know, you take Kentucky, for example. Devin Booker came off the bench. was a lottery pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when guys are coming out of high school and they're looking at college programs, like we said earlier, at the top of the show, they're looking at the fast track to the league, mm-hmm. right? So I'm trying to go someplace where I'm going to play a lot, but I'm going to get seen, and I would ideally like to go to a school that has a reputation of sending guys to the pros. Right. And that's the problem with Illinois, and that's why they're on the back burner. Yeah, a lot of kids want to get out of Illinois and everything like that. But I tell you what, if Derrick Rose had went to Illinois, had Jabari Parker went to Illinois, Anthony
0: Davis gone to Illinois, and they all went to the league. We'd be happy. I, I agree with that. Welcome in once again to still the podcast, according to sources, and uh, we're talking about man. We started off talking about Adam Miller and his transfer. Uh, big shout out to the big bro Stephen Bardo, for stopping in and chopping it up with us, man, and really. As I said before, the motivation was uh, his IG post, I think the day after uh, Adam Miller entered the transfer portal, uh, what he said, he came right out the box and said, man, this is really the people around Adam Miller. and Really not the kid. And goes back to a great conversation we had, uh, BC, while he was on here about the state of the mind of a young athlete and really, not being geared towards team success when they go to college, when they make these college choices, they're not trying to choose to win a national championship at all. Mm, they're at trying. All. They're trying to go somewhere that's the best route for them to get to the NBA. And I think the quicker these fan bases realize that, maybe they'll relax when you, they, you know, know, get into the transfer <laughs> portal and try to go to another university.
2: When dude in that conversation said that, uh, you know, they should be happy. To play for their scholarship, and I'm like,
0: what? Yeah. Like,
2: really? And shut college- up
0: and play for the yeah, school, like shut bro. up and
2: play for the scholarship, man. Like, listen, college is a means to an end for these kids. Right? If they didn't have to go to school; they wouldn't go. They wouldn't <laughs> go,
1: period, at all, bro. They
2: I'm wouldn't go. That. Like, why would like why would they want to do that? You know what I'm saying? And then when they get to school, they're not really going to class, so to speak. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, they take right. a certain class. That's why I told dude, I'm like, listen, you need to educate yourself on the, uh, you know, on the Rashad McCants UNC Gray scandal, Like, if you really want to know what's really going on in college basketball, read up on that. So, the, like, like Steve said earlier, you know, fans have a totally different perspective than people who are around the game, who are close to the game, who kind of understand the game. Because then, once you get into that, I, I tell people all the time, like, I was a different person when it came to the NBA before i started covering it and then when i started covering it and then being around the league and being around these guys i had a totally different perspective on it and i could never watch basketball the same way again you know what i'm saying i could never do it again like it's not that it has taken the joy out of the game for me i just know it's so much politics to go on
1: in it that i just can't enjoy it the same way so so check this out i didn't get a chance i I was actually hooping when you sent that text message. So when I was on my way to the crib yeah. and I saw you sent the message about hopping on. So I, I, I went to the Twitter post and it was so long. So I caught a little bit of it. But how did this whole thing start?
0: The whole thing started because I put up a post responding to the fact. I didn't even know Adam Miller had committed on yesterday. OK. So when I saw that he had committed yesterday, I was like, yo that's cool so i i go and i started looking at comments under the uh, posts that he had committed and i see this guy throw up some little gif with some goofy trying to dribble and constantly losing the ball talking about man this is adam miller at lsu trying to play point guard next year wow and i was like yo i'm like what i'm like man what what's up like what what's this this is real goofy you know that right And so he and I started going back and forth. And I'm sharing with him, like, yo, you keep bringing up the fact that Marcus Watson played point guard. I'm like, the offense really didn't have a label. He had the ball. Adam would bring the ball up. I'm like, they were really interchangeable in the offense. So it's like, it's not about a label. Nick found a way for it to work the same way he found a way when Ayo was on the squad. Right. Everybody had a chance to have the ball in their hands. That's just the way the offense worked. And I was like, I'm assuming that's what Adam was looking for, and what he thought he was walking into when he went to Illinois instead of being a kid standing over there in the corner, okay, in a box as a shooter. So that was the conversation. Then other Illinois fans started jumping in. Okay. You know, trying trying to be funny, trying to crack jokes, trying to talk like. You know, the program was a top five program. We're relevant. What are you talking about? Stop, stop I said, right. this season was a season of luck because if the pandemic doesn't hit, IO doesn't come back. And then this one guy says, well, we still win the Big Ten championship if IO doesn't come back. I mean, you lost, I, you lost your mind.
1: Well, you done lost your damn mind. You lost, <laughs> your That's disrespectful.
0: You, lost you lost your mind. If you think. This program is that good that if Io didn't come back, you would have won the championship. No way. And it's just for me. I started to become more upset because I started to realize that all of these Atlanta fans that were really coming at me were really showing their true colors and really expressing why or showing why everybody inside Cook County doesn't rock with that program down there.
2: And like I said, who downstate? has done anything
0: to help put that program on the the map. The guy said he he grew up and played in Evanston. Is that what he said, B.C.?
2: Yeah. Well, at first he was talking like he was from downstate. And then come to find out he was from Evanston, I said, that's even worse because ain't nobody from Evanston ever committed to nothing at Illinois, never played at Illinois minutes. So, like, what you talking about, Chicago and the handlers and all that stuff? The problem I had is you got these adults, man, like, trashing these kids. Right, You know what I'm saying? Like, you trash
0: these kids. 30 years old, 40 years old, you know, taking shots at a kid who who really believes this is the best decision for him. Mm -hmm. He really believes that. He believes this is the best decision for him. Who am I to tell him you're making a mistake? I I can have an allegiance to the squad, but I can't tell you you're making a mistake for your life. I don't know what's going on in your life.
1: No, Brad Underwood definitely sent him off point blank. Period. Bottom line. Easy.
0: You just going to leave it at that?
1: Yeah. Underwood sent him off. Period.
0: Now, see, like, that, that came up as well. People oh, really? Said, yes.
2: Yeah, because Adam Miller said
0: Adam Miller is, or, uh, reportedly is at, telling people that Underwood lied to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I
1: mean, we knew that from the jump, though. I, so I mean, when he when he committed there, I'm like, I don't know, bro. I mean, so was did he commit before Io said he was coming back?
0: We just talked to Bardo about that because it was tricky. You remember, he committed to Illinois, but he didn't sign his letter of intent. Right. And remember, Jawan got the job after after he committed. Right. And then Jawan came after him. Hmm. Mm right but io was on the track to the nba at the same time right so i said to me that's a red flag because that shows he's not 100 percent in he's flirting with michigan he hasn't signed his letter of intent i'm like if anything io coming back kind of swayed him in that direction or might have been one of the reasons why he went in that direction maybe he was thinking go down here with my boy we both ball out for a year, we both bounced to the lead.
3: That's that's what it was, SD. You
0: yeah, i mean, I'm trying to think with the kid.
3: And that's, you that's what I'm saying. Uh that's to your point, BC. You know what I mean, about you know, Illinois not being able to send kids to the league. They they got a special kind of situation where Io, a kid who not he who necessarily didn't want to be a one and done. He well, he didn't need to be a one and done. You feel me? And they got him to lead the, um, lead the program and not only was I you know that IO had that mindset, but everybody around him had that mindset. you know um, and, and then you got Ace coming there trying to piggyback off that and that's just right. buzz
2: but the my- difference is Ace came in there on, on some one and done.
3: yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to
2: get in and out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. like that's what it right.
0: was. right Now see you talk about iO. I'll go a step further. I don't think Illinois recruited I.O. I think I.O. and his family recruited Illinois. Wow. Because I.O. and his family constantly talk about this plan they've had. Like, here's the plan. Right. And I.O.'s plan was basically like two years. I'm out. He talked about he wanted to improve, help improve Illinois. But I think that same plan would have been at any school he chose to go to. Like, no matter where he went, this is our plan. Two years, we're going to find out the best situation. Illinois was the best situation for him to get the most spotlight. It was, 100%. To fit, to fit with him and the family's plan, which might even go into the whole THT situation, which I don't want to. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he was the big. Up. I mean, I was the biggest recruit that they had in a long time. Like, in, like legit in a is, long
0: time. If everything was right and the program was at the level it should be at, they should have had both of those cats, and they should have set the stage for like a three-year run. Dude, BC is telling that they had one of the greatest seasons they've had in the last 10 years, and every (laughs) top recruit in the state said no to the school. (laughs) Bryce Hopkins, no. Max Christie, no.
1: No. No way, actually. The pipeline is
2: dead, bro. Like, let's just keep it for real. The Chicago to Champaign pipeline is dead. We got
0: got this cat that's watching now. I I appreciate you. We said we're not giving Brad Underwood enough credit. You just heard Steve Bartle say. Steven Bartle just said it. If it wasn't for Orlando and Tegel and Chin, there is no connection to the players. That tells you all you need to know.
1: Yeah, I'm not really going off Brad Underwood, to be honest.
0: You know, like I said, it was
2: it was it was brilliant of him to hire Ten. It was Fact. even more. It was smart for him to hire Orlando Antigua. That right. was that was all great, but that's all he gets credit for because they got the relationship with the kids, right? And the
0: kids gonna go wherever they at.
3: Hundred percent.
0: That's it. So now that Orlando's back in Kentucky with Cal, whoever pops up in the city over the next five years, you can expect them to be on the fast track to Kentucky because Bryce Hopkins, he took he committed from Louisville, Illinois, tried to swoop in. Yeah. And right.
1: Still,
0: and he still chose Kentucky.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus that style of play sucks. Like Steve said, historically the big 10 style of play sucks. You know, you had the flying Illini, you had the five five, you had the Flint guys in Michigan state, and a couple other guys here and there. But historically, nobody wants to play in the Big Ten. Like, guys want to go, like BC said, guys want to go to Kentucky with where, where it's, you know, it's more of an op- it's, it's, it's open season. Big Ten play is
2: you know, slow. half
1: Slow, yeah, man. Nobody want to play there. Now, I mean, I guess they're progressing a little with the times, but it's still, like, if you look at Big Ten play, it's still that Wisconsin – you know, uh, it's, it's just not an attractive style of play. If I was a top recruit, I wouldn't even think about the Big Ten. I would be, I would be Pac-10, or I would be SEC or ACC. I would the Big Ten would be the last of my choices
2: because those those conferences those conferences play a more pro style kind of basketball. It's right. loose, it's free-flowing, it's up and down, you know. The Big Ten was cool when the NBA was in the 90s when it was half court. Exactly. they never, you know what I'm saying, they never, they never evolved from there. They still play the exact same way. So it's like, you know, when you talk about recruiting, right, you know, part of the reason why the Big Ten can't really get guys from the South to come up there is, one, because it's cold, but beyond that is it's boring basketball. Like it, it's truly like it's slow-down, half-paced basketball. And if these kids trying to get to the league, they're looking at the league. They're like, yo, don't nobody play like this, like, at all. So why would I go someplace that's not going to prepare me for where it is that I'm trying to go? I mean, and, and who was the last player to come out the Big Ten that actually made noise in the league?
0: Mm, I'm listening. I mean, what, the best player even this year is Luca Garza, and I don't see him really translating to the league. He's probably not. Like that, I mean, I guess their best hope this year is IO to go to the next level and do something.
1: Okay, before him, before this season.
0: Jaron Jackson Jr.
1: Where was he? Michigan State.
0: Michigan he was, State.
1: Michigan State. Was, he, was he one and done? Yes.
0: Yep.
2: Special yeah. Special case.
0: Yeah.
2: And his daddy played in the league. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Before him. Before him? I mean, do we have to go all the way back to Draymond?
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> you the know? yeah
2: that's and, and he's just and he's just one guy that's right. one guy right and not sending nobody to the league like that
1: i saw like, romeo langford was in uh in boston i'm like didn't he play for indiana or something played
0: for indiana but i yeah. mean he, he his one year indiana was kind of suspect
1: right and because he, he, like he didn't he getting less minutes
2: than Peyton Prison who played it all. Because,
0: like
1: BC said, a lot of these guys, you know they, you know they get all this pub, they be McDonald's and they be all of this, and they think they want and done. Right. And it's not that sweet, guys. Like you know, uh, special cases for special guys, but most of them guys, yeah, y'all need a couple. You need at least a couple years like
0: you you know it's only a special case for a couple of them guys man so did the big you, 10 is, the big 10
1: is whack in my opinion
0: did you get any sense that uh LSU was going to be the pick for ace
1: yeah when x when x uh committed there you know that was the that was the word on the street that that uh
0: now you know they talking him. about talking about young Pence and that D.K. yeah uh, Left from, uh, transferred
1: from out Missouri, yeah. From Missouri, yeah. So when he, okay. when he uh, when he committed, that was word on the street is that him and uh, him and Ace, you know, they had a little talk and you know, they were gonna link up. And like BC said, you know, Wade, Wade is cool, so Wade is gonna let them play, you know, a pretty open style, yes. You know, X X showed X showed some growth, you know, Adam, Adam is not, I mean, he's a really good shooter but I think there's much more to his game than that and I think I mean he should have just gone so the what I heard it originally was it was between Arizona Arizona State and Illinois and had he chosen Arizona or Arizona State Nick was going to go with him and be an assistant coach on the staff
0: mm-hmm. but
1: instead you know they said they offered you know his mom a gig down in Champaign and you know, I don't want to say what else because I'm not sure. these. This is the rumor mill. But, you know, they offered him a couple of things that, you know, you basically couldn't turn down. Like you wasn't going to get that from Arizona. But I heard that if had he chosen Arizona State, then Nick would have gone to Arizona State and joined Bobby Hurley's coaching staff. And
0: Nick but Nick I, I in question, right?
1: Yes, but I think what it was was they said – Chan's gig was on the line, and they said mm-hmm. if Chan didn't get, you know, a top player from the city, then his his job was on the line. So I don't know how that all worked out, but that's you know that's the word on the street. And then Adam Miller get down there, and then he got to watch
2: Carbello take all them shots all day all day long. Why am I staying here?
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and so say why am I staying thing. here? Underwood. Got very, uh, he was very disenfranchised with uh Adam, especially early on in the conference season. Curbello struggled, man. You watch the first half of the season, he would turn the ball over like crazy. That Baylor game all day, all that goofy stuff, all that fluky stuff. You, which eventually you saw it come back to haunt them in that Loyola game, right right but then all of a sudden I,
2: I had a I had a big problem with io on that loyola game but go ahead
0: we can get to had that. a huge problem with like can with, get with, it, uh, with Io. Get that. so corbello hits <laughs> prize, and the same short leash that was on adam for his mistakes was not was on, on but yeah, he,
1: let,
0: he let him cook he, he let, let him cook he, yeah man and so ace is watching this and they were roommates so I didn't hear anything about any tension between them. But, you know, I'm like, sure, I'm sure Ace felt a certain way. Like, wait a minute, you stay on top of me about my defense. You stay on top of me about any little mistake. You pull me out the game. This dude turns the ball over two straight possessions. It's nothing. So he probably felt a certain way. But, yeah, let I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that Loyola game. Because I felt like that dude checked out. Who are you Man, oh, first half. And I would like to say, Kofi ball that game. He had a good game. Second best player for Illinois that game was Adam Miller. That's yes. all I'm saying.
1: I mean, I just I don't think I don't. Well, I know. I mean, like Steve said, Loyola knew they could beat them. They were they were they were not prepared. I don't think Underwood was prepared. He didn't make he didn't make a single halftime adjustment. But I also think that schedule. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they played nobody outside of the Big Ten. So there was no adversity to face before they got to the tournament. Right. And I think when Io, you know, uh, what's, what's the coach that, that uh, just left Loyola? No, Porter Moser. Porter Moser, yeah. Porter was sitting on that. Like, man, this is what I do. We're going to double this guy off the screen. Don't even let – make him make a decision. And I, you saw when when Crutwig stripped I O for the second time, that's when I knew they were in trouble. He even stripped him a third time. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. y'all are saying, he was checked out early in the game. Once he knew that Loyola wasn't going to let him beat them, it was over with. And there was no adjustment made by any of them. I just think they were very unprepared. And it came back to Honolulu with a team that was very prepared, that had been there before. And I think Lucas, Crutwig, and Porter – Leading the charge, guys who had made the Final Four before, they knew what it took to beat them guys. And I don't think for a second, I mean, we saw it from the jump. Once they went up 8-0, we knew that Illinois was in trouble. So cool. I'm with BC, man. I was i was actually disgusted at I.O. I, I really yeah. was. BC oh, was biggest
0: issue with him.
2: He wasn't aggressive. At all. Like he At all. Like, he didn't, that first half, he didn't, like, he want to play. And then the second half, he came out and tried to pick it up a little bit. And, you know, Illinois kind of got a little bit of momentum behind that. But the game was over in the first half, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, It was done. Like, you the best player. You the All-American. You the guy who's going to the league. You did not come out and put your stamp on that game. Like, at all. And it was like, for your last college game, that might have been your worst. You know what I'm saying? Your worst was going to the league. And so... You know, like Zeno said, a lot of that is on the coach. Um, but I'm the type of guy to hold individual players accountable. You know what All I'm that. saying? I'm the, I'm the type of guy that, you know what I'm saying, like like we was talking last night about number 25 in Philly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't – you cannot have games like that when you got this so-called status around you. Because I can tell, like, the average fan can't see it, but I can tell when the dude ain't competing. I can look at that. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? And so – I didn't see him competing. I didn't see him trying to win. I didn't see him try to wheel his team to try to win the championship or get out the final four. I didn't see that. And that That, was, that was disappointing to me.
3: That was my biggest thing too, BC. I felt like he got caught holding the ball too much. You know what I mean? And and I, you know, definitely not being aggressive enough. You know, I don't know if he ain't take Loyola serious, if he thought it was just going to be an easy second round matchup. Uh, But I, I feel like how you feel BC, if, if, if I'm IO, I'm, I'm going to get a W. You know what I mean? If if I'm feeling like they're not supposed to be on the court with me, that's when I, I'm turning it up a little bit extra. Get these guys out of there quick. And, okay. uh, they, they just let them, you know, let Loyola stay around too long, uh, and then like like you guys, I jumped in. But I heard you guys mention the coaching was just so baffling. You know what I mean? And when you add the, the some of the coaching just, uh, decisions, you know, with some with uh, some of the with the way some of the guys were playing, you know, they just never had a chance. And you know, I always,
2: always been on the fence about I O anyway. Like since Morgan Park, like it was, it was, it was always something that I still can't put my finger on it. But it's, it's, it's something in this game that just don't, it don't sit right with me. I can't figure it out. But I've been, you know, but I saw it in that game against Loyola. Mm -hmm. I saw it, and so it's like, you You know, know,
0: BC man, you know what bothered me the most, and I saw it. Uh, I want to say I saw it halfway through the Iowa game, which is the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. Io had everything going. Like, he returned on the road against Ohio State. He hits the game-winning in that game. They come out. He's still going. Shot is going. Everything is cool. And then, like, the second half of that Iowa game, his shot stopped falling and it wasn't as easy and it seemed like when everything wasn't flowing easy like he kind of took a step back because like that's when curbello really started stepping forward like when io wasn't around and then even when io came back when io would take a step back and he wasn't aggressive curbello was always able to make up that extra for them so when that didn't happen and he turned the ball over and was horrible against loyola They really didn't have anywhere else to go because they were doubling Kofi as soon as he got the ball on the box, right? Like Porter had a perfect game plan. As soon as Kofi gets the ball on the box, double. As soon as Io comes around this high ball screen, hedge hard, trap him, get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And like Underwood had no – there was nobody flashing to the free throw line. Okay, man, get it to him. We go three on two, three on one, and beat them this way.
2: Well, and, the question I have about Io is, what is he?
0: What's his position? Now you know what that is, especially as, as you translate to the next level. What will his position be? Right? Was Io legitimately is what six four six five six
1: four? Yep, six four with with the wingspan.
0: With the wingspan, uh, Gino, the first time you guys came and blessed us. Um, when you came on with me and JP to talk about him, I know you had reservations about his game. Even though he was putting up like 25, 30 points a night, you had reservations about his handle. Uh, you had reservations about his shot. And it seemed like, you know, he improved in those areas, you know, each and every year in his first two years down in Illinois. I'm with B.C.,
1: you know, and I, you know, I got love for I.O. because he is, you know, he's a hard worker. You know, family, he got his family's good. His, you know, his sister, his mom, his dad—they all cool people. And uh, again, he works hard. But I'm with BC. It's just something that never set right with me about his game. But I think, as far as it translating to the NBA, I think the best thing for him that's gonna bode well for him. Is going to the right system i think he needs to go to a team with a pretty good player development situation you know utah san antonio miami somewhere like that that because he's caught in the middle you know he's not necessarily nba point guard you know material right but he's definitely not the scoring guard material so i think he's somewhere in between i do i think he can get There, I think he, you know, he has the work ethic, and I think, you know, he has the ability. But if he goes and and even with that game, BC, I don't think that that tournament game hurt his stock because I think he was I think he was mid to late first round regardless. So best thing for him is to go to Utah, San Antonio. Miami, one of those teams that develops uh, their players well. He doesn't have to come right in and, and, you know, contribute to a squad. He needs to play the background, learn from some vets. A guy like DeMar DeRozan, uh, you know, I'm just throwing guys out there, but guys who know how to play the game. Like DeMar DeRozan is a guy who's basically been the – I mean, Deontay Murray is the point guard, but we've seen – DeMar DeRozan basically controlled that squad all year. So mm-hmm. I think that would be the best thing for Io going forward.
2: Io, giving me Kobe White vibes uh, in the league. Oh, oh, no,
0: that's that.
3: DC, that's that's generous because I honestly feel like um, the issues that y'all brought up with Io, like y'all said, have been the issues that he's had since Morgan Park. I remember him playing behind Charlie Moore. You know, a a guy with all of that, you can just see the differences in that game he was playing behind Charlie Moore. You know, so until he develops, you know, develops a a better handle, until he develops a jump shot um, that he can trust, uh, then it's going to be tough for him. Unless, unless, like you said, you know, he goes to an organization that knows how to handle that.
2: Well, and you know, and when I say Kobe White, I mean if he goes into a situation where they need help right away. You know what I'm saying? That he don't have time to develop. Yeah. Then it could turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. Kobe's still trying to, he, he's still trying to feel his way around, you know, around the position. Like he's not really a point guard. So he's trying to learn that on the fly. And that's gonna hurt. Cause you know, the point guard, that's that's a really steep learning curve. Like super steep, especially at the at the NBA level. If you don't come into the NBA knowing how to play pick and roll, oh man, you about you three four seasons behind. You, right. you damn
0: near right. dead. You know what right. I'm saying?
2: So that's that's kind of what he up against.
0: Right. And you look at um uh, Bardo brought up a good point. Like going into the season, I definitely would have put IO ahead of uh Davion Mitchell. But after watching the run that Davion just put up in the NCA tournament and just the way he went at Jalen Suggs in the championship game. It's like, yeah, man, I can see I can see Davion with a lottery pick.
2: I don't know if he even as good as Macy Oteague.
0: I think teams will see, I think teams will value him more than Macy O'Teague. I hear what you're saying. Why? Because of his think, name? No, no, not because of his name. I just think Macy O'Teague, from a skill standpoint, is longer, shoots better. I won't say because I think Io defends pretty good in my personal opinion and I think that's going to be his calling card because that was his calling part card and how he made it into the starting lineup on that team USA team. Like mm-hmm. when he went to that tryout, IO wasn't expected to maybe even make that squad and he ended up in the starting lineup.
2: Well, like Gino said,
0: he's a hard worker. Yeah, hard you know what worker. What that's that's gonna definitely work his hard. best attribute. So, if yeah. he if he comes into an NBA roster and he defends the way I feel like he's going to defend and do the small things because he's a smart kid. Extremely smart kid. He knows how to play the game. He just has certain deficiencies. And his deficiencies are really on the offensive end mm-hmm. when it comes to shooting and dribbling. Well, in the league, man, you can work on that in the league if you're willing to put in the work.
2: But that's that's the wrong time to try to work on that. Because I think <laughs> I think
0: uh, I viewed personally, I viewed Keldon Johnson the same way when he was coming out of Kentucky. I was like, "Yo, I don't see it. Like, I, I hear what they saying. I don't see it." And he goes down there with Pop and the Spurs, and they put some pit bull in him. Now and it's mm-hmm. like, "Yo."
2: Well, it's like I always say: you got some guys that's hoopers, and you got some guys that's system players. Mm-hmm. And if you a system player, you need to go to a system that's gonna help you get the maximum, you know, maximize your talent. Yeah, a, hoop, a hooper can go anywhere, anywhere, because that's yeah. what he's gonna do but not everybody is hoopers and a lot of guys coming out these days are system guys so they they I mean they basically painting by number you know what i'm saying and so yeah. if you take them out of that element you're not going to get the same thing out of